0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Coming up for you, I have two of the three members of Cellar Darling. We've got Anna Murphy and Evo Henzi on vocals and guitar respectively. The reason for the conversation is to promote their brand new album for 2019. It's called The Spell. So let's have a listen to what they have to say. Here we go. <laughs> how's things going what's been what's been happening apart from the release of this extraordinary album that you guys have got out
1: oh thank oh, you thanks. um well we're just hanging around drinking coffee
0: oh yes um,
1: yeah rehearsing a lot yeah. yeah
2: preparing
0: for uh the tours okay sweet sweet and uh, have i got ivo there or merlin Uh, It's Evo. Evo, sorry, Evo. Sorry, my apologies, mate. I'll I'll pronounce that correctly from now on. No worries. But uh, (laughs) guys, yeah, look, I'm really impressed with this album, I've got to say, because I actually felt that um, the album that you released in 2017, I think it was, This Is The Sound, was one of the albums of the year. But I think you might have gone one step beyond and produced an even better album, if you don't mind me saying, with the spell... The reason why I like it so much, just to be clear, is I, I do love concept albums, so I love the fact that you've gone to so much attention to detail, such as with the YouTube clips that I'm looking at, with the um, the illustrative and the graphic art that you've got there. And and either I've got to give you a compliment too, mate. I think your guitar playing is is just extraordinary. So um, thank you very much. I think your your guitar tone for me is very identifiable, and it's up there with probably the the great master of heavy metal guitar playing. In my view, which is Trag Zagtoth from Morbid Angel. Wow.
2: Cool. Thank you very much. That's very nice to hear.
0: Yeah. So, uh, after that very long introduction by me, <laughs> I'll hand it over to you. And what do what I do host a podcast series? So, people will be listening to this all around the world. And what can they, if, a lot of people, of course, listening to this won't have heard the spell. But, in your own words, how would you describe some of the music on it?
1: Hmm. I think this is a very emotional album and we approached it very differently. We actually wrote the music according to the lyrical concept, which is something that we've never done before. Usually we write music and then we ask ourselves what is the music telling us and the story comes after. And this time it was the other way around. The track list was actually there before we wrote the music. Wow. So we really had to think, how, how are we going to get this song to sound like burn? You know, how, how can you create a riff that sounds like fire? And yes. it was an extremely rewarding and extremely creative process.
0: Yeah, and the idea... For the concept albums, So they're notoriously difficult to approach and they're even harder to get right. But I feel you guys have really nailed this. Truly, I don't just say this. I mean, I'm a big Alan Parsons project fan and he does a lot of um, a lot of that sort of stuff concept style stuff and of course the big one is Seventh Son of a Seventh Son by Iron Maiden but you guys have done an album that that stands alongside an album like that for me so were, were were you say approaching the idea of a concept album cautiously or did you just embrace all of the challenges and the risks that they inherently come with we just embraced it Anna came up
2: after our first album she pretty soon came up with the idea of making concept album and then we just did it. It's basically mm-hmm. that. We didn't think too much. We were just um, discussing the idea of the concept album, of the story, and then it started to develop and then we just went full on and just wrote the songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it took over a year to finish the whole Thing, But yeah, we're not like a band thinking too much. We don't like to think too much, we just Mm -hmm. do. We just sit down, we don't think about the consequences or... Yeah, I mean, it was... We were aware that it's uh, a challenge, of course, because we've never done this before, but I wouldn't say we were afraid or anything.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I can definitely hear there's a lot of um, confidence. That's the word I was looking for, actually. I was trying to think of the word about this, the word to describe this album compared to This Is The Sound. Now, I think I think Blue" was easily one of my favourite cuts from 2000. and, cool. and um Yeah, oh, that's a brilliant cut, that one there, from 2017 from the album. But I feel like as though this is a more confident album than This Is The Sound. Would you agree with that statement?
1: I would I think I would agree I I definitely think it's more mature um while we all love this as the sound and we all think the album is exactly what it should be it was very eclectic and even though it carries a very confident album title we were still kind of searching a bit hmm. and that's completely fine and I think with The Spell we've really matured our sound we know what we want. We know what elements we love from this is the sound, and we're taking those one step further. And I think the concept actually helped us to mature our sound in a way.
0: Hmm. And, and this would have to be one of the, the only literary examples that I can, I can think of where death, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Anna, death is a romantic interest. Is that right?
1: Yeah, um, you, you have to imagine death is a personification in this story. Okay. Um, it's actually, the idea is based on death and the maiden, a very, a very classical motive that has been around since the Renaissance art. And I wanted to take this motive and create my own story with it. Okay. And yeah, the girl falls in love with death. That is, that's the main um, part of the story. Um, and death out of spite casts a spell of eternal life on her so that she is unable to join him and this all ends with a very ambiguous ending and i'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing the different interpretations uh, yes. of the story
0: yeah and the other thing i really i love about what you guys have done here and and anna your, your voice has been sending me to sleep every night Okay, so the spoken word <laughs> component that you've released here, bands just aren't doing it. But I've been getting into this label called Kadabra and they do spoken word only. This they do vinyl spoken word only with a few MP3s as well. But when I saw that that you'd released this as an audiobook accompaniment, I was honestly, I was so happy that a band of your caliber has actually gone there and done this because it's a wonderful opportunity for you to give, yeah, a more content to your fans, but to expand on the story. And it is a beautiful story and it's in its own way, but your, your voice in particular, I really hope you you do a lot more of this sort of stuff whether you do it commercially or what have you, because you've got, not only do you have a a stunning singing voice, but your voice when it comes to doing narration and the like, it's, it, it just suits it so beautifully. So have you thought about doing a little bit more, Duration as well, given the strength of your voice on the, the audio book here?
1: It's actually really interesting that you say that, because for me, it was actually a horrific experience. Right. Um, I think, you know, I, I really underestimated the art of speaking. It is something extremely difficult. And there is a reason why people learn that stuff, you know? Hmm. Um, you know, all the noises the mouth makes while recording, it's 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 <laughs> yeah. disgusting and it's it's hard to not do it. And and something, you know, I have a very uh, the voice when I'm speaking to me, it sounds very different than than when I record it and listen back. I was shocked at how. I thought I sound stupid. I sound like a child. I actually, uh, small insider information, I hope it doesn't destroy the magic that you experience while listening. <laughs> I actually pitched my voice down a bit just ah. to make it sound more grown
0: up. Is that right? Okay. I think you've yeah. got a sweet, you've got such a, you have a very feminine voice. You know what I mean by yeah. that, okay, it sounds obvious yeah, yeah of course you're you're a lady so you can have a female voice, but even beyond that, I think you've got a very sweet voice so yeah was it was that some encouragement from the producer that you worked with to do that, or was that something that you really felt was necessary for the for the for the way the audiobook I actually
1: recorded it by myself, so okay. it was a very i and I needed to because it's it's so intimate and and i You know, I I basically read the story that I wrote and and that I edited together with the band. So uh, I think it was necessary for me to do it by myself. And I also decided to add soundscapes and music so that there's not only the spoken voice there, which is really incredibly hard to do alone. But but actually it gives me a lot of positive vibes now that you enjoyed it because I, I honestly have no idea what to expect as far as the reactions go, I I really hope that people appreciate it for what it is.
0: I I think that they will, because I think people appreciate the effort that you've gone to. Fans of your music, certainly the ones that I've spoken to, really get what you guys are doing. So this is just another dimension or another page in the book that you're giving people to get into your music. And that's what I was alluding to earlier about giving people more content. I love it when bands do what you've done. Okay, which is you give people more stuff to get into, mm. and I think sometimes the albums they aren't enough. So of course you got the albums, and you got the tour, and I know there's budgetary constraints and all of that stuff. I get all of that. It's a very tough business to be in when you're playing in a heavy metal band, but when mm, you, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But but when you do things like this, I think it's very endearing. So I, I'd love to see part two. What part two sounds like, to be honest. Even though I've only been, I've had this for a, a week or two. I, I really can't wait to see what you guys do next to follow this up.
1: Awesome, thanks
0: Absolutely, yeah. you know, Something else that I noticed you guys did um, When I was prepping for the interview You did a cover by Queen, The Prophet Now, The Prophet's a great song And I was trying to think of other Queen stuff That you could potentially cover and do some justice with Now, my favourite Queen album Is either Innuendo or The Miracle And Evo specifically because of your guitar playing, I reckon something like Scandal from The Miracle, I reckon you guys would do a a wonderful job of covering that. So have you guys thought of doing any other Queen songs?
2: Um, Not yet. Well, maybe one day. Or uh, I wouldn't say we won't do any Queen covers because we are thinking about making more covers in general cool yeah but uh, yeah we're still uh, figuring this out and looking for maybe other bands we can cover to have a broad range of cover songs but yeah but this is nothing which is like planned yet hmm. so we're still talking about this but yeah we're definitely interested in that and Queen why not?
0: Why not? Yeah, that's it. And I'm so glad you mentioned that you're looking at doing other covers because I know a lot of bands that are in the spotlight tend to shy away from that sort of stuff. But fans love that. They love hearing their favorite bands take on and reinterpret classic music like what you've done with Queen. So I'd love to hear, even though I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi, for example, I'd love to hear what you guys would do with something like Living on a Prayer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Just why give not? It, give it a go. Just give it a go yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, of course you've got the musical chops to be able to do it. You're you're extraordinarily competent, extraordinarily competent musicians, and you've got such a beautiful voice that I think anything that you decided to do, even if you did something like a Katy Perry cover, like pick something that was in uh, the mainstream uh, view, if you like, yeah. and you reinterpreted like that, like. Um, Oh, what's what's a what's a big song i can't remember i i I play in a covers band you see so i play a lot of katy perry <laughs> stuff and all the rest of it, and i never know what the names of the songs are i just know what the opening chords sound like and then i go and do my thing because i'm a bassist you know how it is yeah um,
2: it just sounds interesting to me as yeah. well yeah
0: yeah cool hey guys I better make this my last question because I know you've got to scoot off to the next one but um, you, you did tour Japan in 2018 so are there any thoughts to, to coming down here because there's a lot of people that would love to see you perform live
1: well we absolutely want to
2: yeah absolutely we're working on it but there's nothing uh, official yet but yeah we're currently planning to play everywhere on the world so
0: yeah Yeah,
2: Uh, I I would say every country or every continent at least is uh, on the list.
0: Yeah, it's it's been we've had more bands come down here in the last three, or maybe not three years. It's too big a Mm -hmm. thing, but eighteen months. Like I just went and reviewed Watane on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. And then the next night, Def Heaven played. We're just getting... And then Zeal and Adore are playing um, on Friday night or Thursday night. I think, say, tomorrow night Mm -hmm. or or Friday night. There are so many wonderful bands that are coming down here at the moment. um, But I think people are in a bit of a routine of wonderful bands coming down. So they're really on the lookout for bands uh, like you guys to come down. So I think that's what I'm saying to you is is that there are fans down here that do really appreciate what you guys do. And I, I think it'd be a real shame on this um, album cycle here um, if you weren't able to make it down. But I know a lot of this is outside of your control, as I say. It's a very tough business.
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. No, we would, we would absolutely love to. We had like uh, a blast always. So... Yeah,
1: we
0: you really like leak. it over there. Yeah, cool. Well, we'd love to have you here. Love your music. I think you guys are fantastic. Um, I'll even go so far and, and, and I'd say, I know it's early days yet, but it's going to take a lot of beating for album of the year for me, this one here. It's, um, it's cool. an extreme. Yeah. Thank, ex- thank you so much. Yeah, that's cool. It's that cool. Really I think-
1: means a lot.
0: Yeah, well, you, you need to hear this because you know I've been and, and Anna, we spoke about two years ago or so, and you were very kind to me back then. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you goes. So, I've been following you guys. Uh, you're one of those bands that I do um, do follow on social media and look up and see what you guys are doing. So, um, look, good luck with everything. I'm sure everything will go really well for you guys, and um, look forward to thank you very much. seeing when you come down.
1: Great, thank you so Absolutely, much.
0: Yeah. No worries, guys. All the best. Okay, All bye. The best. Cheers. Bye. bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. That conversation featured Anna Murphy and Evo Henzi from the Swiss outfit Sella Darling. Thank you so much for listening.